But just because the Australians do that to Ben Stokes or vice versa in a test match, doesn't mean we all need to become like copycats. Folks, you join us on episode 41 of Halfway Up Middle, and we are coming live from the top of the tower at Rayburn Place, um, just prior to Scotland's third match and a qualifier against Italy. We have with us today Pierre. Pete, how are you? Not too bad, Liam. Not too bad. Very excited ahead of today's cricket. Been really enjoying this competition so far. It's been a lot of fun. It's wonderful that we... Uh, I've got such exclusive access as well, Liam, which is superb. Absolutely. We are uh, official we are official holders of the Media Pass, um, which we've sorted out through Cricket Scotland, um, who, to be fair, have been absolutely fantastic, Pete, so far. Unbelievable. Um, Unbelievable. Apart from the fact they've spelt my surname Waximchik rather than Maximchik. Um, it's, uh, I can't, can't complain one bit. In fact, you know, even today, Charles Patterson, head of, head of communications, he's all around making sure we've got Wi-Fi to do this, making sure that we've got a plug to be able to record. Couldn't, I mean, these guys are working tirelessly, well beyond their job descriptions, just to make this a, a really good event. And so far, it's been fantastic. Yep. Um, obviously, just before the tournament started, Pete, um, our main frontline bowler, Chris Sol, was uh, declared injured, failed his fitness test and was replaced by Adrian Neal. Um, Pete, have you heard much about what's been happening with Soli? What I heard was um, he cracked a rib um, during the 50-over qualifiers um, and played through that. But I think there might be a, a kind of a, a longer injury, but not, not like debilitating to the point that it's too long. I had... Very fortunate to speak to Raj Rautre, uh, the team doctor, the other day, and he said that they hope that they can get Chris Sol back up and running by the end of August, which is fantastic. Um, but obviously a real shame because he is a point of difference. There's no doubt about that for Scotland. Um, he, you know, has got that exceptional pace. And I think, you know, if I even think of the last couple of games, for example, particularly the game against Jersey, which was obviously a bit of a tight one, I think he'd have been he'd have, he'd have made uh, a big difference in that particular game, but yeah, big big loss. But we've got Adrian Neal in, um, good bowler. So yeah, we'll see we'll see um, we we'll see how he rolls. You know, yeah, Pete. Obviously, you've uh, been down at the matches. Um, we had our first game at Golden Acre um, mm-hmm. versus the Germans. Um, I've not been down there, Pete, uh, to see it, to see the setup. I obviously followed some of it online. How was it um, around about the ground? How's it looking? Golden Acre was an absolute picture, Liam. Superb, looked absolutely stunning. Um, and, you know, had a lot of good volunteers. It was great to see Ali Farouk on, uh, yes. the, uh, on uh, the gate and a number of other nails kicking around doing bits and pieces, mainly drinking pints, to be fair. But, um, <laughs> yeah, um, and, and you know, it's great to see Golden Acre hosting international cricket. Um, so, you no, know, yeah, I was down on that first day. 
first of all watched the really close game between Ireland and Italy, which was really interesting, actually. Italy looked a real unit um, with some good cricketers throughout their team, and they weren't even playing with Madsen or um, Stewart in that particular team, and they pushed um, the Irish very close. The Irish looked very ragged, actually, to be honest with you, but they had a big support, the Irish, well, yeah, I mean, relatively big support. There's only, I think they can only host about 300, 400 people in that golden acre, but a lot of Irish in support there. And then, obviously, our game against Germany, um, it was great. You know, obviously being in the you know in the media access, but, you know, and the fact it was two games, you know, in between games was a couple of hours, and um, you got the Scotland players coming in. It was good to be able to have a chat with them. And you could really see one thing I I, I picked up on straight away. Obviously, um, you know, Ollie Ollie Hairs, for example, coming in, you could tell that there was a certain he he was right in the zone that that, that particular day. So it really didn't surprise me that when we went, you know, won the toss against Germany went to bat and uh, Ollie got off to a fantastic start, really smashing it all over the place. Big sixes, looked really clean with his striking, um, which was fantastic to see, um, you know, amongst uh, amongst many others sort of putting on good performances, Liam. Good, good. I heard uh, you'd noticed as well, Mark Watt and Crossy were uh, down early, very early. Were they taking notes as well? Did, did Watty have his notepad with him? He didn't have his notepad with him. I think they were more interested in whether they could get some lunch, to be honest with you, but it was... It was incredibly sad to watch to to, to 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 guys who kind of present themselves as these cool guys of Scottish cricket, um, being complete cricket nerds, being there three and a half hours before the start of a game, poking around Golden Acre, um, you know, all the rest of that. It was it was quite funny to see them, but um, but yeah. Yeah, um, you know, Crossy was saying, oh, we, we were just here to get some lunch, just here to get some lunch. Um, <laughs> but I just think he was just loves cricket so much that he just wanted to wanted to get get the inside info on the Italians and the Irish. Um, but no, um, yeah, it was it was it was a it was a good day. It was a shame about the rain, of course, towards the end of the day. Yeah, so the rain came and looked like it could potentially uh, ruin it after Scotland getting such a big start, um, two hundred thirty four for five. Monster score. Um, and you mentioned here's um, 73 from 36 balls, including five Tams. Um, did you see where he was hitting them, uh, Pedro? Was he going straight? Going straight quite a lot. Hit that, hit the, the, the big sight screen quite a few times at Harriet's um, and went over the sight screen a couple of times as well, um, which was quite impressive to see. Always, yep. always weird dismissals. in Munzee out in yeah. a really weird yeah. way, kind of like trying to sort of flick, yeah. flick, flick one just to, uh, on the full straight to the keeper. It was very strange dismissal. I did one. see that one. Yeah, that was a it was bizarre. Kind of like I don't know, frying pan it straight up in the air. Mm-hmm. Um, some firepower down the order as well with uh, Michael Leask uh, again. Three sixes, thirty-eight, and fourteen balls. That is some power hitting mm-hmm. strike rate in the high two hundreds. Um, Richie Barrington, yeah, sixty. Of 31 balls, for, uh, that was a very impressive knock as well. Good to see. Um, and what was impre- interesting was, um, I don't think the German attack was too bad. You've got the likes of the decline. Yep. Maybe, you know, according to my insiders within the squad, they said he's not he's not as fast as he used to be. Um, however, I still thought he was bloody quick, to be honest with you. But, <laughs> uh, but no, um, I think I think you know it was it was a it was a very impressive score because there was no doubt earlier in the day watching that Ireland Italy game there was a bit of indifferent bounce. It, I felt that the Irish were maybe just a bit ten under par with their score. Of, I think it was about one five nine, yep, so about one seventies par. Yeah. So you know to get two three four later in the day, yes, yeah, short boundaries, shorter boundaries. 
um, albeit Ollie's sixes were bigger than, uh, than than any boundary in the world. Um, <laughs> you know, that's that was a, that was more than enough. But then of course it was cold, and then the rain set in. Um, it was a good job they got those first five overs in. To be honest with you, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very important to make sure that they uh, pressed home that advantage. And in the end, it was it was a real comfortable winning margin, um, seventy two runs and uh, of a win. Uh, the Germans all 65 for seven through their 11 overs, mm-hmm. obviously having to just throw caution to the wind and try and score some uh, boundaries to, to get close. Um, any bowlers catch your eye in the, the game? Obviously, we saw um, Brad Curry uh, come yeah. in and um, make his T20 debut for Scotland. How did you see? Did you see much of him? I'll be honest with you. I mean, I only saw one over of him. Yeah. Um, what he looked good. I think, you know, I think it's very hard to assess the bowling too much yeah, because it was raining almost from the get-go of the Scottish innings. Whereas, you know, certainly, the, and then when they came back on after the rain, it was bloody wet. I'm very surprised they came back on in truth. It yeah. was very, very wet. So, you know, it didn't feel like, I don't think bowlers would have been necessarily super comfortable with, with charging in and bowling. Um, but yeah, very tidy. Um, I think it's difficult to assess. I don't feel that the Germans batting had the same kind of I don't think they ever were thinking well we can get these you know what I mean I, it, it, it felt like a kind of one-sided club game in that second in that second half um, yeah and uh, I, I, again I was sat in the back of the, of the the media tent not really knowing what I was doing I think I was poking around with a laptop I don't even know why I had a laptop what was he doing with a laptop you know it's like what, 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 what can I do just chat my Twitter Watch the ashes, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, so 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 you know, you sort of try and fit in. It's funny actually when I turned I turned up that morning, and you know you see all these people and then everyone's really quiet in the in the in the press tent, and I'm like walking in going, "Hi, I'm I'm Pete. How are you doing?" Like this, and it's like, and, and I forgot everybody's name immediately. But the great thing was there was photographers there who didn't have a clue about cricket, so they were they were they, they were like, "Who's this guy? Who's this guy?" To me, and I was like, "I know what I'm talking about. Man. This is brilliant." But no, it was really good. It, 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 there, there were obviously a lot of friendly faces there as well, like Gary Heatley, Jake Perry, um, in the press area as well to sort of help, help, help me kind of just, just do this or just do that. You know, it's fine and uh, and whatnot. But I know, I, I just going back to Goldenacre, they had a bar yes. there, they had some food there. Brilliant. You know, it was it, it, it was a real atmosphere. And you know, another thing, Cricket Scotland have got this all stars sort of. Uh, you know, play area for kids where they can yes. do some learn some cricketing yeah. skills. Yeah. They've got all their all, not not so much the volunteers, but all their staff are here. Yeah. And it's great to see them kind of doing that. And I, obviously, I can see them out there right now, um, setting up for today. Yeah, it's looked it's looked great, and it seems to have uh, run relatively smoothly. Obviously, Friday brought us back to the ground nearest to your home, Pete, um, mm-hmm. where Scotland took on Jersey. We are. We spoke about them in a previous pod that they would definitely um, provide a potential banana skin. Yeah. Um, plenty of county experienced Premier League level cricketers, and that proved the case. Proved yeah. the case. Uh, Scotland were on the ropes. Uh, I think I watched as far as the first ten overs that they were sixty-eight for four after ten overs, which um, you know the game was de- definitely in the balance because they'd, they'd got rid of a lot of the kind of firepower, Munsey, Hares, mm-hmm. uh, crossing the shed, and then Brandon McMullen was the fourth wicket to fall. So 
require the tail, or not the tail, but the lower order to wag, which they did, and mm-hmm. got Scotland up to a, a, a still below par, 149.46. Pete, how did you find, firstly, the ground? How was she, how was she looking? And it looked like a very big crowd on on. on on the stream that I caught. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, obviously I was here for, for the first game in the morning as well, which was the Irish-Danish game. And there was still a decent crowd for that um, as well. But yeah, look, the thing I would say about Grange is they're so used now to hosting this kind of cricket. Um, and, and and you know, arriving, I arrived just before the start of play for that, for that first game. And, you know, um, Grange just looked lovely. Sun was shining. They've got, you know, media tent. They had the volunteers event here, which was really good to see as well. It's, you know, a slick operation here at the Grange, which, you know, it's got a real festival vibe about it. You know, um, obviously, I love my county cricket and I feel like coming to a place like the Grange is, it's got that feeling of, of going to like Chesterfield or Cheltenham or maybe not Scarborough so much, but like that kind of outground vibe about it. And it really does it very well. Again, lots of good facilities, multiple food stands. Um, again, the, the kind of uh, good area for the youth to practice their cricket. And, and and there's a lot of, you know, in places like this, there's a lot of accessibility for players to the to, to the supporters. Yes. You know, I noticed that at Golden Acre as well. Our boys are great. They sign all the autographs. They post for all the photos. It's lovely to see. You know, these guys are starting to become household names. Um, and, and, and that was really, really nice to see. So, no. Grange was looking lovely. First game was, uh, you know, a bit of a one-sided affair. The Irish starting to dominate. I still like the look of this Danish guy. I think he's going to be a danger later down the line. It's Lagersgaard, the opening bat, smashes it, bowls off break. His off break wasn't so good to yesterday, oh, on Friday, but his batting certainly looked like it could be dangerous. Um, but when it, what was interesting, I, while I was sort of walking around the ground during that first game, I spoke to White, the leg spinner from, yeah. from Ireland, yeah. Um, uh, whilst he was fielding in the first innings. He recognise you, yeah? Oh, yeah, of course he did. Of course he did. He was like a halfway up middle guy, obviously. Um, no, he, and, and I just thought, he was out in the boundary and I said, yeah, this isn't anywhere near enough runs, is it? And he was like, nah. He was like, it's 200 deck, 200 deck. And I was like, okay. Um, and inevitably, Ireland chased it down 14 overs. So what I was expecting with Scotland, playing against Jersey, I was thinking, right, we need 200 as a, as a kind of pass score here to make sure we, we're going to get 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 uh, a dominant total. Halfway, 68 for four, you are concerned. The jersey, the one thing that struck me about Jersey was how exceptional their fielding was. There was no, whereas certainly against the Germans and and and, and watching the Danish, uh, you know, here earlier in the day, out on the and, and you know we see it in league cricket out to the to the boundary ropes at Grange, you've really got to push hard for two. There was never a chance of getting twos. Jersey had a very well-placed field. They're throwing, throwing into the keeper was exceptional. They had a real energy about them. They had a real vibe. So that's huge credit to Macca as the coach there. He's got them really fizzing. Um, a few sort of funky dismissals. I don't, you know, Ollie's always going to be out there to just give it a go. And okay, he'll come off or he won't come off. Munzee started to look in good nick, I felt. Um, he looked tidy. Crossy sort of didn't quite get going, um, but we were massively grateful. I would say to um, you know a few contributions of thirty. I think it was Barrington got thirty-four, but then most importantly, it was Greaves and Watt, and they reassessed. They didn't go crazy early on, but they started to. I think Chris Greaves in particular started to sweep very well off the spinner. 
towards the back end of the innings. Mm-hmm. Why he's becoming a real genuine all-rounder as well. There's no doubt about that in my mind. Um, he plays a few really nice straight shots and uh, up the ante. And I think that 149, yes, it wasn't enough, but the momentum had shifted slightly. That 149 felt like a 180 because all of a sudden, because I think Jersey thought, well, do you know what? A couple more wickets here. We could squeeze mm-hmm. them. We could have 135 mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. And then they're in real trouble. Yep. And that momentum was taken onto the second innings, uh, Liam, because... It was early wickets, really, and it was it was, and, and you could immediately tell there was a good squeeze on from the Scots early early doors. I thought it was a really nice uh, move having Watty open up the bowling early wicket there, and as I say, Brad Curry came in at the other end, and he did look tidy early on. Felt it's difficult to say because I was kind of moving around the ground a bit. I thought his bowling, he was just bowling slightly back of a length, um, which was risky because it meant that you know. Anytime he just slipped slightly short, he was being picked over over the over deep square boundary. But in general, you could tell this is a guy who's played county cricket. He knows where he knows where he's putting the ball. I wouldn't say he's electric pace or anything like that. That's probably what we're missing with not having Chris Sol. But it was very tidy, very nice spell. And and in fact, I thought all the bowlers bowled well uh, in that in that jersey innings. But there were there were worrying points as well. Yep. A few a few knocks later down the line, Greenwood Jenner. That partnership was important. I felt Ward's innings is slightly overinflated of getting 47. Ultimately, he was never quite getting there. Yeah, 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 yeah. The game was gone, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, looking back at the start, like what he's pulled a wicket made him. Yeah, the first over like that. It's a massive start. Bowling uh, six dots and taking the wicket with the last ball there. Um, off the other end, like like you mentioned, there was a success for Curry and Jersey found themselves 15 for three after four overs. So, yeah, they were up against it. I did see Jenner nick off the cross. It was, a, it was a good catch from him, diving to his right. And that was kind of a, a big was point in the game. Catch. Yeah. Oh, that, that was a big, big moment in the game. Because they were starting to have a go at Gav Main at that yeah. point, and he'd gone for a few boundaries, but he needed that wicket, which, which he managed to take. Um, and then I think Scotland really, like 112 for nine, the game, the game was done. I think they required something like 30 plus off the last over. And yeah, he got a few boundaries away um, mm-hmm. to kind of close up that. Uh, that gap and, and make it only 14 runs in the end. But yeah, a, a good victory for, for Scotland. And yeah, I saw a tweet actually, the Jersey Ultras were in. Yes. Um, yeah. Quite, a, quite they, a good follow. They, they them in the red caps. They the red had, caps? Yeah, they had proper following. They actually had Jersey Ultras written on their top. <laughs> um, but was yeah, it kicking off? It was, it was yeah, <laughs> big time. I, I can't imagine there being a kind of uh, anything other than an a kind of middle upper class in Jersey. I don't think there is a, a kind of hooligan element to, <laughs> to, to Jersey in any way, shape or form. But um, but no, they, they had supporters throughout the ground. Um, and there was a big crowd in. There was yeah. a big crowd in. Yeah. Um, yeah. All the seats were full. Um, and there was a real kind of a proper atmosphere around, around the ground. Um, I felt there was a bit of nervousness, though, I think, in yeah. general, because obviously the majority of supporters being Scottish, there was this kind of sense of, well inevitability and I yeah. think at various points in that game there was a bit like oh shit we're, yeah, we're, in, in, a we, game, we're, yeah. we're in a game here another person to sort of point out I thought Safin Sharif was very tidy with his bowling yes you know it, it's good to see because he felt he was you know at points a bit leaky in the 50 over um, yeah. tournament but um, but he bowled particularly well and got a very important wicket of Greenwood mm-hmm. um, caught by Richie Barrington which was very important um, 
So, so yeah, fortunately, we got away with that one in many respects and got a, a squeeze the squeeze the victory. A good sort of team team effort, and then you know what he getting for again. Just yeah, shows his class. He really. I mean, I heard it on the the comms. Uh, Andrew Leonard saying, "Your mate Andy, my mate Andy." Like, yeah, no, we, we, we we know each other. I don't think he knows my name, but uh, <laughs> I know his. And um, he was saying that Mark was the best all rounder in associate cricket, and he's right. He's complete, completely right. He's actually yeah. spot on. He was exceptional. Yeah. Um, as always, and you know, hopefully, he can do the business again today. Yes, mate. So it brings us on nicely. Uh, obviously, it came down last night, and we went out for a few um, late refreshments. So yes, we'll say, yeah, which yeah, was yeah. good. Which was good. Yeah. We bumped into some cricket and royalty as well. Yeah, in the, yeah. uh, was it the Bailey? The we're, in the, we're in the we're in the Bailey. We saw former Scotland scorer and now current Ireland scorer yes. for this tournament, as he was pleased to say, Neil Leach. Um, who was giving, telling us a few tales of uh, yesteryear, as it were. Um, but it was nice to see him. And uh, yeah, we had a few drinks in the Bailey, went to the Rayburn as well. Had a snoop in at uh, Rayburn to just have a look, at, not quite at the pitch, but just at the general surroundings, I suppose. And we, and we set up our tent for the night and uh, we've been here all night. Uh, <laughs> Pete, before we go, because we want to go catch some of the cricket, I just have one point I want to bring up. It's been uh, it's been grinding my gears lately, I must admit, and it's something I've seen over the weekend. Don't know how you feel about it, Pedro, but it's one of my uh, one of my pet hates, and it started coming into the game recently, where someone scores a hundred or has a good innings, and usually the traditional way would be to congratulate them after the game. But now what I'm seeing, and I'm seeing it more and more players rushing from just about all angles, desperate to tap him on the shoulder, shake his hand, pat him on the head, tell him how well he's done during the match. What, this must stop me. What a crock of nonsense. It really is. Listen, we're all in favour of the spirit of cricket and all the rest 100%. of that. But just because the Australians do that to Ben Stokes or vice versa in a test match, doesn't mean we all need to become like copycats. Um, the pro... Go in a club game goes and gets a hundred, um, and uh, and everybody sort of seems to pat on the shoulder. I, what a load of nonsense, right? Uh, it's all well and good if he walks past you to yes. get well batted, yeah. but there's no point in charging in from the long <laughs> on to go. Yeah. Oh, mate, well batted. He yeah. doesn't give a shit. Right? Yeah. Okay. He <laughs> yeah. doesn't care, and it's faux spirit of the game. Yes. Right. Okay. If why why would we sort of go out of our way to do something like that on the one hand, but also think in but also in the same game, and I'm just making this as hypothetical, it's okay to threaten a man cat. You yeah. know? Kind of yeah. just kind of doesn't yeah. doesn't quite make sense yeah. to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like I, I just find it, you know, we, we we kind of look at angles to make the game less sort of spirit of cricket, but yeah, we've got other angles where we're like, Yeah, but I went and told the pro that he well batted after he got hundred, <laughs> you know, I came charged, so I'm a great bloke. It's like, no, you're not. It's uh, just it's just a fucking complete waste of time. Oh, it does my head. It yeah. does my head. Anything else that's getting on your getting on your nerves lately, Pedro? Uh, cricket related or I mean, not 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 massively. Yeah. I mean, I think we. I've really enjoyed being here over the last few days. Um, just, hey, uh, yeah. What's the order uh, for you from uh, Charles when he asks? What would you have? Cup of tea, coffee? I, I mean, yeah. It's uh, Charles normally does a good cup of tea. Yeah, yeah. Um, so get tea with what you, milk. What you get? Any biscuits? There is. Do you know what? What's the selection like? It's it's all sort of supermarket bought biscuits, mm. but you'll see later on in the media tent. There's a little. Um, yeah, no, plate that's normally refilled with biscuits. 
like it on a semi-regular basis. Good, good. And you just kind of get into the rhythm of, of uh, just, I'll have a biscuit here, I'm grunt. What you do find in the media tent is like being a kind of, obviously a Scotland fan, you're kind of like there at the back and like, you know, Ollie's whacked the big six and you're like, yeah, great Ollie. <laughs> and like everybody else is silent. It's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? I'm trying mm. to... Etiquette. Trying, yeah, no etiquette there. No <laughs> etiquette. So, um, so you're sort of really learning on the job, I suppose, with... Um, when it comes to the kind of media scene, but I mean, I can One thing I would say is, there's no nobody who will have come down to either Golden Lake or Granger over the last few days and gone. This isn't a great a great way to sort of spend an afternoon Absolutely. or morning. Um, and obviously, there's games coming up. Yep. I know the Island game sold out, yep. but you know, on, uh, there's the Danish game coming up as well. I I mean, I I think if there, if you've got any sort of you know, if you've got the kids, yes. you want to do something. Yes. It's a great way to spend three hours. You can Absolutely. drop the kids off with the uh, with the Cricket Scotland team <laughs> and they can go the and crash. have a hit. They can go to the crash, as it were, <laughs> exactly. And you can watch the cricket, have a few beers or whatever. It's um, it's a really great setup here. And, yeah. um, and I mean, obviously, by the time this is out, you'll know what the Italy score is, but this is a real game today. I think yeah. it's going to be really exciting. Yeah, absolutely. We'll not over-talk the, uh, the game because folk are likely to hear this after it. But, uh, yeah, let's, let's hope Scotland uh, can get another win over the line. And, uh, yeah, thanks very much uh, for everyone for listening. And also, I'd say that is one thing we've both experienced, Pete, since we've been down here, is actually people do actually listen to this podcast. So thank you for uh, for all the support and thank you for uh, listening. Absolutely, absolutely. And let's go Scotland. Hopefully the next time you hear us, we've already qualified <laughs> yes. for, the, for, the, for the T20 World Cup. Brilliant. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Cheers.